0: Welcome to the Visma Ski Classics podcast, Ushatulevi. Visma Ski Classics is the long-distance ski championships with 35 pro teams. In season 12, there are 14 races in 12 event locations, bringing pro team athletes and recreational skiers together. On this podcast series, we'll analyze the events on the Pro Tour and the Challenger Series, portray the legends of the sport, and help you to become a better skier. folks out there listening to Usha Tulevi. I am your host, Teemu Virtanen, and my guest today lives somewhere in Germany. She is the head of the German, a German pro team, Sabine Freimuth. How are you doing and where are you exactly right now?
1: Hi, Teemu. First, thanks for inviting me to your podcast. Uh, I'm doing well, thanks. <laughs> and I'm now here in my home in the Bavarian forest, and I'm uh, really excited what you want to know. <laughs> uh,
0: how's the weather, by the way? It's getting kind of dark in Scandinavia, rainy, but is it better yeah. over there?
1: Yeah, at the moment it's sunny outside. When I look out of the window, it's sunny, but uh, today it's uh, much uh, wind. So the winter is coming. It's uh, not not far away. Last week we have the first snow on the mountains in the Bavarian forest. and. We are exciting what this winter will bring. We hope for much snow.
0: When you say first snow that of course melted I I assume.
1: Yeah yes, yes the the snow is gone away now. But it was the first sign of winter this year and I think for a uh, cross country skiers especially this is always be the thing that now winter is coming.
0: When do you usually get the, the 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 not the first snow but the actual season? When does the season start uh, in Bavaria? Yeah,
1: that's not uh, every year the same. But uh, when when it's a good winter, sometimes at the end of November, then we have on our on our. Uh, <laughs> a little glacier in the Bavarian forest, the Bretterschachten. Maybe you know Skadi Lopet, the Skadi Lopet race, where the Skadi race took place. Yes, there I've done the race be, myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could be that in the end of November, our snow to go not not uh, with the uh, uh, skido or with the uh, not prepared tracks, but self made tracks are often possible at the end of November.
0: And then the season goes all the way to the end of. I know that uh, Skardu Lope takes place really late in like March, yeah, in the so middle you can of ski March. till
1: yeah, yeah, till, yeah, till April. Uh, yeah, this uh, this year we were the last time on skis at the beginning of May. That was this this uh, winter it was really good. There is no prepared tracks then in May and then the end of April, but often till till Easter they prepare the tracks. And then you can run as long as the tracks are not melting away.
0: <laughs> so uh, we are getting close to the new season and you guys are waiting for the, for the snow. So we'll talk about the, uh, the upcoming season, the last season, you and your family. Your husband is Thomas Freimuth, a very f- yeah. famous, known uh, uh, cross-country skier. So uh, that'll be uh, on our agenda for today's uh, podcast. So, uh, but first let's uh, talk about last season. We get started from there. That'll be next. Last season was, a uh, well, not a bit different. It was quite different because of the the, the pandemic and -hmm. all that. But we were able to have a season uh, with a lot of interesting uh, races. But when you look back, uh, season 11. What would you like to say about the the winter?
1: Yeah, as a last season, as you say, the pandemic was really crazy for all. But I think she uh, classics handle it very good. That she uh, classics races t- can took place. They find a good solution. Uh, that the athletes stay safe and can do races. That was not for the amateur races. They they can't hold any race and we have some people in our team that they they are not one one kilometer on on during a race on the last season and and so i think she classics took uh, take this very very good and so our athletes were very happy that they can compete
0: last season What were maybe the most difficult uh, things or challenges that you faced last season?
1: Yeah, first of all, the the pandemic. And um, yeah, everything uh, in in every year, there are some other things. And we we are talking about the cold race in in Switzerland. (laughs) This was also really crazy. (laughs) But this are things like the pandemic or the weather Nobody can take influence, can be, can influence this. So we must uh, do the best from this thing.
0: <laughs> but from your team's point of view, uh, how happy are you uh, with your results?
1: Um, with, uh, I'm, I'm happy. As a, um, I'm, I, I, I would wish that uh, our athletes can have more races because some were really. They, were, they want to stay safe and not to travel so much because it was, uh, of course, uh, not so easy to travel to the Scandinavian races. They want to take place in more Scandinavian races, for example. And so it was not so easy to go abroad because of the different restrictions. Uh, but the the places who took place in, in Middle Europe, I'm very satisfied with these
0: races. Can you uh, tell us what races you guys did and how well did your athletes do? Because I know that the audience out there uh, doesn't necessarily know, you know, how how well your uh, skiers performed.
1: Yeah, I must think a little bit, Tim, about <laughs> What races they did in the last season?
0: It doesn't uh, matter if you skip some, um, but at, at least you can uh, uh, tell us a uh, give yeah, us examples of you.
1: Yeah, I I must I must think. Uh, what what. And La Diagonella was a very good race for our athletes. As my husband Thomas did a very good race there, he was very satisfied. Um, then I must think Jeserska There was there, there would we would have a lot of uh race uh, racers at the starting line, and then Germany set a restriction that you maybe you can't travel back on Sunday so our athletes don't go to the Czech Republic. This was a little bit sad. Vasa Lopet was also a different Vasa Lopet than every other Vasa Lopet with the starting field on the sports area. This was also a challenge for our athletes. <laughs> Not the starting hill as normal, but it was a, a good Vasa Lopet. And then as I said before, the Scandinavian races sadly couldn't take place. And what for for our team, it was also said that Lavinio was cancelled because Lavinio was in the last years a highlight for our team where we meet each other and stay for a longer time.
0: So the uh, speaking of Vasalopet, and you mentioned that uh, mentioned your your husband, Thomas Freimuth, and he yeah. used to be the best German or he's He had the best German result uh, at Vassalopet, the 17th, I think, at the fastest time as well. But of course, now that's been broken by Thomas Bing, correct?
1: But Thomas has the uh, best time for a German on the original course. <laughs> uh, that's, that's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. The, yeah. On
0: the original course, that is. Yep. Exactly. Be-
1: because last year, when Thomas Bing broke the time record, the starting uh, field was from the sports area. <laughs> and on the original course, uh, still, my Thomas have the best time. <laughs>
0: Exactly, so, which is actually mm-hmm. an interesting point because uh, yeah. uh, Thurase Jedalen, the winner, uh, now has yeah. the record yeah. time. But yeah. is that going to be official record or not? Yeah. Because the, yeah. the course was a little bit different, not the same yeah. starting area. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Should it be the case?
1: Yeah, from my side, no, because then Thomas has uh, the best German time. Uh, but uh, I think... Uh, the, the time last year from Gerda and from Thomas Bing, from all the others, as the last year, this so fast, this so fast conditions like last year, the time would also be broken when it was starting from the Wasserlobs, from the normal Wasserlobs starting area. So it was so fast, it maybe never such a fast Wasserloppet uh, took place again
0: that could be the case and you're right. I mean it's, uh, didn't, it didn't didn't really matter that much even if it, the course was different because they broke it uh, yeah. by like 10 minutes or something like that yeah, or even yeah. more you know the, yeah. the, the, the record so yes. that but uh, that's fast a little but we'll talk about that a little bit uh, later on. Uh, anything else you want to say about last winter before we move on to talk about your team and of course the upcoming season?
1: Yeah I, I I think in the last season it was so sad that, that the snow conditions were in the, in middle Europe so good but uh, due to the pandemic the recreational skiers have not the chance to compete to compete and to compete with the pro skiers from ski classics and this was in my from my side a little bit sad in the last season
0: yeah, how did it feel when you guys were out there? I I didn't have a chance to go there. I commentated remotely from Helsinki, so I didn't yep. have a chance to to be there. But it must have been very different to just to see elite athletes, pro team athletes, and, and none of the none of the uh, you know the regular folks, except in some races like uh, much along, much longer.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't uh, I I'm not be there also because uh, last winter my um, our second son came to earth. <laughs> I get at the end of November a baby, so I wasn't also at the at the races. I I know it only from the what our team members uh, told me. But if I think for for the pro skiers and for the elite skiers in our team, it is much more better than. All together are on the starting line, not only elite skiers.
0: Of course, that is the, the case. Yeah. That's the part of the part of a uh, long distance skiing and Bismarck ski yeah. classic is the nature yeah. nature of yeah, the a business. Uh,
1: a good part and an important part mm-hmm. that all together are on the starting line and can compete to each other, and the others can look, wow, what's my time difference to the winner? And so I think this is a very good part from ski classic races.
0: Exactly, and I. Uh, looks like right now that next season, this upcoming season, season 12, yeah. will be back to hopefully. normal. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's looking yeah. pretty good right now. Yeah. We yeah. are yeah. in mid-October, getting uh, close to uh, November. The season is starting very soon. Uh, yeah. But yeah, let's talk about the, the upcoming season and also your team in more detail. So that'll be next for us. Your team. Can you actually pronounce the name? I know it's a long one. You have to, It's a long name. I'm not going to even try that.
1: <laughs> yeah, our team is the xtiski.de AN ski marathon team. <laughs> and as the uh, uh, name shows, it's a, co- a, a partnership between xtiski.de and AN Ausdauer Netzwerk. And xtiski.de, this is that German uh, website for Nordic sports, uh, not only for cross-country skiing, also for Nordic combined and biathlon. And the head of Ski, Mario Felgenhauer, and the head of AN Ausdauer Network, my uh, husband Thomas, together with his partner Matthias. And, and my husband Thomas and Mario are friends in school and they... Both love cross country skiing and especially long distance skiing. So they found our team 2012 to get uh, with the goal that uh, long distance skiing get more popular in the German speaking region and. Because of this, the team name is so long that both partners are <laughs> be named in the team name.
0: <laughs> so basically, this is a website, uh, writing about cross-country skiing yeah. and winter sports, yeah. uh, in German.
1: Yeah, yeah, in the German-speaking regions like Germany, Switzerland, Austria, or Italy, uh, South Tyrol. And uh, Mario has the. Website for this regions, and you can find anything on this website about not only about uh, the the uh, events, but also from training or uh, equipment tips, waxing tips, and everything you want about uh, want to know about the uh, Nordic uh, sports and cross country skiing. You fi- you will find on Mario's website.
0: How popular is the site? How many users, readers? Oh, you uh, must yeah.
1: ask Mario <laughs> about this. But it's I popular. Yeah, it's very popular. So, I, 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 by myself, I when I want something to know, or maybe it's, uh, especially when uh, uh, a race took place on which date, you can look on Mario's website, or you have some some um, event uh, events and. As I say before, trainings t- training tips or s- much. Maybe you, you you look at Mario's website, then you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> and there are also articles about skiers, much like uh, yeah. our Proxies skiing and the Wisma Ski Classic site.
1: Yeah, yeah. Every uh, after every weekend, there are articles about the races, and Mario also has a, a newsletter with short news from the from the Nordic scene. And you can, you can read what has happened, where the big teams, not only the German-speaking teams, but also the, the Swedish, the Norwegian, the other teams where they train and what, what uh, rumors all they are and, and so things. And you are best informed when you read Mario's website and the newsletter.
0: Then you write about the Ski Classics Pro teams quite a lot, I assume. Yeah, this does. is
1: yeah, Mario's Mario's part, Mario right uh, from he's he's almost uh, always working on on his website.
0: <laughs> of course he is. But then your team, let's talk about uh that a little bit. Uh tell us yeah, about your team, th- the team members and, and who they are and and so forth.
1: Yeah, uh, um, our team has uh, 10 team members and uh, the we have uh, six guys and and four female athletes. And uh, f- first of all, the most uh, uh, popular name is my husband Thomas Freimuth. He is uh, now some years in the long distance skiing world. And then we have. Um, Uh, Tobias Dagatz, he's a young, young guy who is really motivated to get faster and better and perform better in every race, in long distance race. Then we have uh, Michael Förster, he is a a long distance athlete. Uh, He uh, always does also Nordenski Ölzloppet, and I think uh, Michael really uh, gets warm after 150 kilometers or so. (laughs) Then we have uh, Matthias Fugger, Austrian guy. He's the brother of your colleague, Teresa. (laughs) Um, He brings the Austrian spirit in our team. Then we have Adrian Bossert, also a young guy, a Swiss young guy. He's also really, really motivated to perform best in long distance races. It will be his second season and last season because of the pandemic. He did, I think, only one race and he's really on fire that this season he do more. And then we have a new young guy. His name is Philipp Unger. And I'm really excited what Philipp will will bring in the long distance uh, races. And he's also really motivated. He was in the German national uh, team in his youth and now he will focus on long distance skiing he is now in the education at the custom service and i'm really looking forward to see what our guys will bring next season
0: yeah. how did, how did you find yeah. these people when how did did they approach you or you went out scouting
1: yeah, this is a uh, different. So we every every year we have on d e on the website uh, we have um, official public um, rela- release to find people in our team, and you can you can write to my husband Thomas and uh, that you want to go in our team because our team has not only the ten pro teams skiers. We have all in all we have sixty people in our team. I think this is very, very nice and very good to have this over 60 people now in our team, and then we will find the best, um, the, the best uh, for the pro team and the and, and the people who are, are motivated and want to race the c Classics races. And this year, the new the new guy, Philip uh let i must i must think yeah from 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 the father of his girlfriend he he wrote uh, to my husband thomas if it's maybe if it's possible that uh, philip is young and motivated and will go more long distance skiing and i think this was very very lucky for us to get him and also his girlfriend then i come to our for for girls his go- girlfriend Anna maria will also join our team for the first four races because Anna maria studies in the united states and he and, and she is um, here for the first uh, from the middle of december till the middle of january so she can race the four the first four races for us, and Anna Maria was also in the German national team in the youth, and she did Loppet for some years as the as the second best German woman and the the first German best woman from this Loppet, uh, Melina Schottis is also new in our team. So and we have our two in two um, former girls, uh, Karen Welter and Melina Meyer, two Swiss to Swiss girls, they also love long-distance skiing and do much in in the long-distance, long-distance also on roller skiing and so. And I think our women's side is also very strong. And I'm looking really forward, especially for for the team prologue in Ursa, with what our girls will the show there
0: (laughs) yeah I mean it sounds like there's a really good team and I'm kind of intrigued about learning more uh, you know about your uh, your, the other side of the team you have these 10 uh, pro team athletes but you mentioned 60 people are they like regular folks or who are they
1: yeah they I you can't describe um you can't describe what uh, this person is what who is in our team because we have so different characters so different as a nations from Germany Switzerland Austria Italy we also have a Swedish guy in our team i think our Swedish guy is one of the most most um most, uh, he's a role model for all in our team. He's 80 years old. His name is Anders Kahlen from Norberg, where the Engelbrecht Lopet took place. And he's 80 years old and will do his 43rd Vasa next year. And he is still so motivated to train and to perform better. And I think this is, this is really, really impressive. And the other people in our team, they have so different different jobs and and from different parts some live where the snow is in front of the house door and some live where you must go s- several hours to get to the next cross country track this is <laughs> this is um a little bit crazy but they are all enthusiastic and motivated to do cross country skiing and, and they are
0: they are recreational skiers
1: yes they are recreational skiers yeah, but I think this this mixture between uh pro team skiers and recreational skiers is in our team is is really really good when we meet all together on our team camps every side can learn from each other and this is a win win situation the The recreational skiers uh, and the pro skiers love to to talk to each other, to talk about topics like training, like material, like equipment, and, and this is the when we when we meet in, on a, at a team camp. This is this is so nice to look this because the recreational and the skiers and everything will will do one thing to do a long long distance and cross country
0: skiing. Since you brought that up, your uh, camps, your training camps, team camps, uh, let's talk about those. I mean, how are they structured? And how many of those have you had so far? And are you still having one before the season yeah. starts?
1: As we have uh, normally we have one in the in spring and and one in autumn. And our next team camp will be in about uh, four weeks in the middle of November in Seefeld. There we will have the possibility to use the snow farming track. Uh, And this is really nice. This year is the first time that we have the training camp on snow. In the last seasons, we have it in autumn uh, to do roller skiing or, or running or hiking or maybe when the weather is good enough to do road cycling. But this year we will meet on snow. And we are really looking forward to this training camp on snow. And there we, we do, of course, we train together. To we, we talk to each other every year. At the awesome camp, the, the team members get the new race suit for the next season. This is a highlight every, every time the, the team members are, are happy like kids when they get the new race suit.
0: So all sixty people get the same suit.
1: Yeah, we have all the same suit as the uh, the suit the pro team have in the ski classics races are also the same suit like the recreational skiers will use when they do a race. And I think this is this is a a point to unite this team. The race suit they are very proud to wear this race suit, or uh, to see when they when. For example, when they sit from in front of the computer and watch uh, She play on Vasa Loppet and there are uh, the Vasa Loppet there is the race suit you have uh, next to you uh, is in the, in the screen. This is one thing you're, our team members are really proud about. And I think this is, this is very nice. And because of this, uh, the to get the new race suit, this is also every year a highlight at the training camp in autumn. And of course, the training and and uh, to talk to each other what the winter will bring and what races they do and and uh, such things.
0: How's the training, by the way, since it is a training camp, you know, how how is the yeah. training uh, organized or scheduled?
1: <clears throat> As a, the training organized my husband Thomas at at the moment because he's also a trainer from his uh, from our company Ausdauer Netzwerk. And he, uh, it is planned that we go on snow in the morning every day as we will have a training camp for four days and we go on snow in the morning every every day and of course you get in, in front of the breakfast you have the possibility to do a little a little chalk or a little warming up before the breakfast and then we go on snow and then in the afternoon uh, we will make a running with poles or a hike or something because uh, in such a big team you're not not everybody has the same uh, possible to to do from the from the um from the uh, from the performance so we have different groups the better and the the some do uh, running with poles, and the others hike. And um, at the training on snow, we have also different groups. Some do only in- endurance and make kilometers, and some train. We have we have trainers to do some technical. Maybe we we do uh, also video shots from the technique and analyze and analyze this uh, together. Then at the evening. And yeah, and, and in the evenings we always have um, we always have um, guests. Some from the from our from our partner, from our closing partner, then from the waxing partner, and uh, yeah, different guests. And so it never gets boring on a training camp.
0: Yeah, it sounds to me that you guys have a lot, of, uh, having a lot of fun out there. You know, that yeah. you're really enjoying <laughs> your time, and you have a good team yes. spirit there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Good. That's great to hear. I mean, and, and your husband—you uh, said that he's the kind of the coach, but he's also in a good shape. So, uh, how has he uh, been training uh, lately? How is he in a great shape? Do you think he's going to do well next season?
1: Yeah, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Now, I'm, I'm surely he will. He is in a good shape, but because Thomas trains almost every day the whole year, he never stops training, and I think he he will never stop stop his training in the next years so uh, we are always uh, some uh, every day outside to go as Thomas is running or of course roller skiing in the summer a lot of uh, road cycling because we have a lot of road cycling tours with our company. This is also a good... Uh, Thomas, Thomas did uh, some uh, some uh, travels with our uh, company, and he always used this travels for his own training, of course, on the road bike. And when they are away in the Alps, there are a lot of uh, possibilities to do uh, um, it, the passos on roller skis. Also he often does double poling with roller skis, where the others go by bike. And then, of course, running, strength training, core training, or indoor with a, a ski erg. and yeah, what the cross-country skier trains.
0: Is your area where you guys uh, live, is that good for all the skiing? Does he have good places, good roads? Yes,
1: yes, yes, uh, yes. Really, uh, Thomas has uh, the possibility, almost in front of the house door, to go for 100k roller skiing on roads where there's no much traffic. But uh, also with ha- with altitude meters, also not only flat in the Bavarian forest, nothing is flat, not to run, not to cycle, not to roller ski. You have, you have always uh, high altitude meters. Uh, But I think this is very good. We have also not far away from us a stadium where also uh, biathlon events took place. There is also a roller skiing track. But I think for a long distance skier, such a track with almost uh, some kilometers is boring when you want to do more kilometers. So he can, he can go on the roads or we have also some, some tracks on, the, on a road bike uh, track where you can do more kilometers. And also for cross-country skiing, cross-country skier to live in a Bavarian forest is perfect. You can, you can train all. Running, oh, a- roller skiing, road biking, and then of course in the winter cross-country skiing.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful area. So, yeah. but next season, season twelve, as we said earlier, we are hoping, assuming, thinking that it'll be it'll be a, a good season in terms of the normal season, in so we don't have the uh, the restrictions that the pandemic has bestowed upon us. But um, what are your goals for this upcoming upcoming season, and your your goals, meaning your teams'
1: yeah, goals? Yeah. Yeah. As my team's goals, as for me, it's always uh, I want to that my that my athletes uh, do their best and are satisfied with themselves after the race. And uh, we we have in in much races athletes on the starting line. For us, it's of course easier with the Middle Europe uh, races than the Scandinavian races. But um, we have really, really often some guys on the starting line, and we are really looking forward. As I said before, uh, at the Prologue weekend in Ursha there we have some some boys and some girls on the starting line, and then uh, the also the South Tyrol um, uh, races we have some on the some athletes on the starting line. Then uh, La Gunella, Macho longer, Ysiaska also. Tatu, sadly, nobody. But I think it's from travel for us a little bit. not so good to go to tattoo and then back and then to Wazelopet. And Lopet we will also, like every year, have some some athletes on the starting line. And Wazelopet is every year the highlight for our team. This is so <laughs> because... <laughs> it's Father Lopez. And then in the, the other, the Birkebeiner, Aurefel, and Reichstadt Lopez, our team members will, will um, decide spontaneously if they go there because from Germany it was a little bit uh, difficult to travel to, to Norway in the, in the last weeks. So they were not safely to to organize this, but they will they will go if it's possible. And then in Ilyas in Levy, we have also athletes on the starting line at the end of the season.
0: Of course, you have to have That's the final race. And we're going to have a great day yeah, yeah. there. We yeah. want you guys there. Uh, but um, it's... Uh, T- Thomas probably is 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 the athlete that you uh, having a high uh, hope hopes for, and we talked about him a little bit. But what do you think? What could be a kind of a goal for him? Top twenty, or what do you think in terms of him? And then the other skiers, how close can the you know these young skiers be? How close? Yeah. Are they
1: top- I'm I don't know what as a, our young skiers I don't know but I hope that that they will perf- perform good and maybe top 20 to top 25 it, it would be great but we don't have uh, we don't we don't have any pressure I think our young young guys or young guns uh, have time they are at the beginning of the 20th age and they have time if long distance skiing you can do as you see from Anders uh, Auckland, you can, you can do this, with uh, fortune. And, and uh, so you have time for long distance skiing. And I think for our young, young, um, young athletes, especially it is good to, to see what, uh, how long distance race is, how, how it works in a long distance race. They, the, the races they do before are like, uh, most individuals start, and not not so much must start. So they they must see how this is, and lo- how longer the race uh, how longer the race goes. You have your you can you can perform better when you when you know what what will happen with with you and with your body. And I think you you need races to know
0: this. So how do you like the calendar? We have 14 races there, new uh, new locations. Then, of course, the yeah. the old, good, the Grand Classics and the Scandinavian races. But overall, what's your feel to it?
1: Yeah, my feel is good. Also, I think the, the She classics has a good calendar. For our team, as I said it before, it's a little bit sad that Lavinio is, is out because Lavinio was every year a really highlight for us. We, we go there... Uh, Earlier than than the prologue weekend in the races before, and but I think Ursa is also also great, and I must look maybe if how I can handle it with the kids that I will go to Ursa too, because I think the area is is really really nice, and for a prologue weekend it is it is uh and the snow conditions are really nice there. Uh, and then the, the weekend at the, at as at the, at South Tyrol. It's also a great, a great region. We were there in, in September to make holiday and to go for training. I like this, this region very much around, around uh, Lake uh, Reschensee and, and this, and, uh, first Toblach and then, then, then Reschensee. I, lo- I like, I uh, like South Tyrol on every region very much. Yeah and La Diagonella is also a highlight every every year I think the, this region in Engadin Valley is also really really nice much longer of course is one of the most important races in 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 the long distance scene and Jesersca is not far away from us so this is also good that Jesersca every year is in the calendar Tatu as I said before uh, now uh, sadly nobody of our team will go there, but maybe in the next years. Vasa loppet is or uh, loppet Birkebeiner is is every year a must in the calendar. And Areifell uh, and Rysstad loppet I as I only know from the pictures and from the from the stream from the Shigesik stream. I I'm. I'm really impressed about the region, about where that Lopet took place and want to go there one day by myself. Also, I hope to go when it goes with the kids in some years to go to Illes Levy and to the <laughs> of one, one year.
0: <laughs> Since there are so many highlights, which one is yeah. the greatest trace you know, for, for you from your perspective? Which one do you like the most? Yeah.
1: You know what I what I say now, or <laughs> yeah, of course, Vasa <laughs> I
0: was thinking. I was thinking that you say that. <laughs> but why, because, why, 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 yeah. for you? I mean, I understand, of course, for Sweden, for Swedes. You know, in Sweden, it's a huge thing, and in Scandinavia. But for for a German and your team. <laughs>
1: Why yeah, I don't know what what the opinion of the other team members, but uh, as I met my husband Thomas, I I must say I I know that Vasa Lop, uh, that that, it, it, that Vasa Lopet, uh, is, but I don't know how great Lopez is. And as I met Thomas, I think uh, at our first date he told me from Vassalopet, and that Lopez every year is his goal. He Thomas goes every day. This training is for Wasserloppet, and so Wasserloppet is in our family the central race. <laughs> also, our kids know Wasserloppet, and our our bigger son has a medal with Gustav Vasa and he knows Gustav Wasser. <laughs> that he can talk, and so Wasserloppet is is omnipresent in our family. <laughs> Do
0: you have pictures of Wasserloppet on your walls?
1: <laughs> uh, I must. See, as we have the 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 Gustav the medals and the star and and bibs from Thomas. Yeah, we have we have bibs from Thomas in the in uh, in the room where Thomas uh, have his ski and uh, and do his trench training. Yeah, we have the some water bit. <laughs> As was in our house.
0: <laughs> yeah, it seems to me that it uh, uh, sounds to me that you guys are really into open and we going to talk about your family a little bit later yeah. on. But before we do that, a uh, little bit more about uh, upcoming season and the future seasons and the Classics. Uh, when you think about the brand, is there anything from your perspective that you'd like to add or see? I assume a race in Germany, of course.
1: Yeah, a race in Germany would be great, of course. Maybe as Skydii Loppet in our hometown. That is a great race. <laughs> yeah, it, it is really a great race, and it's a, it's a, uh, also not an easy race. It's it's a, it's a challenge for every racer. Uh, it would be great uh, a race, or in Austria too, where it's not to travel so far for us in Germany or in Austria. That would be great uh, that if there are in the in the future in a future season there will be a race here. And, and I think it the the team spirit uh, that or a team uh, that that there are teams is is very good. Uh, that she classics, not uh, cross country skiing is. Uh, is, um, was before an individual sport, but G-Classics made it to a team sport, and I think this is great. And I think this will be will be grown in the in the next years more and more. This this team spirit and this, like uh, in the road cycling is a, is a team sport and. I think, uh, this is good for, for the sport, uh, cross country, cross country skiing. As you see, then maybe at, at Vassalop, but in the last years, the, the winner or in the other, in the other Ski Classics race also. So you, you don't really have a chance to win when you don't have a good team, uh, in the backside. And this is, this is, uh, in my opinion, good.
0: What about roller skiing? That seems to become, be, be becoming uh, more important. And we now yep. talk about the roller ski of the summer season and uh, the, quite a lot of challengers events, roller ski events. Yep. And I know that in Central Europe, roller skiing, I assume, is pretty big. Uh, yep. What's your take on on that and the roller skiing being part of uh, Bismarck Ski Classics as well?
1: Yeah, I think uh, maybe, uh, sadly, when it's the winter, you don't know what the winters will bring in the next years. Is there enough snow to go for skiing or will there be no enough snow to go for skiing? So roller skiing is always a good alternative for to train. And so I think it is good to have uh, races also in summer, not only the races in winter, but I think every race is a good training, also when you perform not good. All, there, there is the, there is the sentence uh, that every, every race is better than a normal training, and so I think roller ski races are very important and very good for, for to train and and to get the, the race practice.
0: Did your team or team members do any uh, races this summer?
1: In this summer, yes, uh, we have um, Matthias Fuka was in, uh, skate in, in Salzburg in Austria in the. And and he was also in uh, what's the pronunciation? Clairefeld Sloppet. He was also there and um I must think I think this, this is a point we 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 can push in the next years more to take place on roller ski events. I think this would be a good training.
0: It is a good training and a good place to meet everybody. And uh, yeah. as I said, you know, the, we need races in the summertime too to yeah. kind of extend the, you know, the season and uh, and so forth. But I think uh, we should now start talking about you and 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 Thomas, your your family and your kids and and all that because I assume that people out there listening to this don't really know that much about you and your background. <laughs> so uh, here we go. That'll be next for us. Please tell us about yourself. Who are you, and how did you get into sports and skiing?
1: Okay, I get into into sports. I get uh, for a longer time. I was a former. I was only a runner. I did uh, road races and track races before I met my husband Thomas. And uh, then uh, I met Thomas two thousand eleven. And then he showed me the world of uh, cross-country skiing. Before where I lived before with my parents, there was uh, not really enough snow to do cross-country skiing. I was uh, uh, I I did uh, some alpine skiing with my parents in my childhood, but I not really do cross-country. Skiing.
0: How well did you do uh, in running?
1: Didn't have really contact to cross-country skiing before. And then uh, when I met Thomas, he, he showed me that how nice cross-country skiing is, and uh, he he teach me to uh, to go skating, and and I I loved it from the first time I was on cross-country on cross-country skis. My alpine career from childhood was good for this, and then I I love to go to go cross-country skiing and uh, what i i love also is the the training you have the training possibilities you have as a cross country skier as a runner you are always go running 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 and as a cross country skier you can do so so much things and you you can you can go skiing of course you can go running you can go cycling you do strange training you can do so much things and i think for the body this is this is much more better than always running 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 and because of this, I fell in love with cross-country skiing.
0: <laughs> but how well did you do in running? How good were you? Uh,
1: not, not, uh, not, not uh, only in the re- regional and in the Bavarian area. Not so because I before I met Thomas, I was a normal working because or a, a better studying person, and there was not so much time for training. I I won't have. Uh, I I, I love to have more time for training and to to perform better, but I have to study and then I have to work, (laughs) not only training.
0: Did you do uh, track uh, running or trail running?
1: Yeah, before I met Thomas, I only do uh, especially road races and track running because uh, in the region where I lived before, there is there is more flat that's not so hilly. But here in the Bavarian forest where we live now, you can only do uh, trail running and for especially I love uphill running. So uphill running is now my 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 favorite and. Uh, it's a little bit sadly that I don't, don't come to the Bavarian Forest in former years. Maybe then I can perform much more better in uphill running because I think uphill running is, is very good for me to push hard in the uphill. But I don't like so much trail running because I don't, can't go really fast downhill. That's, that's not so good for me. But I love going hard
0: uphill. You mentioned studying. What did you study?
1: I studied law in the former years, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, 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 um, it was it was not really my dream job, but I, I, did it. But I'm now really, really, really happy that I am not a lawyer. That that, uh, but now we have our company, and that's that's for me much more better than uh, be a lawyer. And to sit in the court or at the office the whole day.
0: But isn't it good that you know the law? You know, you can do the contracts. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it it is good, and it's it's. I think everything what happened in the past is good for some now. But I'm happy that I'm not in this job now.
0: And how did you and Thomas meet?
1: Yeah, we meet uh, as I told you. <laughs> we meet uh, the first contact was via facebook i don't want to say this really but it was so but then we meet uh, really fast each other for a date for a running date we have i'm i was on the preparation for a half marathon and thomas joined me on a 20k run and uh, this 20k run was our first date
0: <laughs> so that was your first date you guys went running
1: Yeah, yes, we did a 20k run for the first date.
0: So, how can, how can you talk when you're running? I mean, it's a physical exercise. I mean, isn't it easier when you sit down over a cup of coffee?
1: <laughs> but I think uh, to sit down with a coffee, I, I would be uh, so excited that I can't talk. So, it was better to run <laughs> and talk. The talking and running was the perfect date. I It was it was really nice. <laughs>
0: so, what were your first... And- first impression when you when you guys were running and you talking so uh, what was your first impression of, of thomas
1: yeah, uh, I was I was totally impressed, and uh, I I thought Thomas is amazing, <laughs> and I learned much much about cross country skiing and especially bit as I told you before. <laughs> so yeah, I I was impressed by his uh, lifestyle, with with uh, his pro pro lifestyle with only training, 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 <laughs> because my lifestyle before was uh, working, studying, and then training. And uh, I always dreamed of a uh, pro-life with only training. And um, then I, I met a person who really lived this lifestyle with training, training, resting, eating, only, as you know, the the sentence, uh, eat, train, sleep, repeat. And Thomas did so, but I don't know a person before who really did this, so...
0: So how did it evolve after that first run? I mean.
1: Uh then our second date was in the zoo. We meet the animals in the Munich zoo. <laughs> From running to <the> zoo. <laughs> yeah, this was our second date. It was it was also really nice because I think when a, when a, when a person loves animals, it is a good person. <laughs> Because animals are also a really big part of my life, <laughs> uh, and yes, this was our second date, and so and then yeah, some weeks after, yeah, about two weeks after this, we, we Thomas was on the training camp with his former team, and then he go to Seefeld, uh, to to uh, train there, and I come there also to Seefeld to train there. And this was our first uh, weekend together.
0: (laughs) Wow, so it's pretty much uh, surrounded (laughs) by training and skiing. But now you have uh, kids, young kids.
1: Yes, we have two wonderful sons. The older one is five years old and the little one is 10 months old now. And uh, they are really great. And uh, uh, this is also a challenge and training too. And our big son is also he He will he is also a, train, a training person <laughs> this is five years. He goes a lot of uh, biking and and uh, climbing in the garden and always push and uh, do strange training with Thomas. He's really strong. Sometimes it's different uh, it's, it's a challenge to do training to do, to give the kids enough time and to do the office work, but it's it's really nice.
0: Yeah. Speaking of that, how do you balance it? I mean, this, you guys live this uh, wonderful life where everything is kind of yeah. about skiing and you have these kids and you have your own company and all that. Yeah. So, but what is kind of your daily routine?
1: Uh, on the the weekdays normally our big son is in the kindergarten in the morning then Thomas and I do the office uh, do office work and then hopefully the little son is is playing next to me and next to the office and then when the little son uh, needs a nap in the morning I go running with him and the baby chocker and the dog and Thomas often go running with us and when it's not a weekday and the big son is not in the kindergarten, we we uh, go running every morning. Then the big son is on the on the bike, and the little son and the baby choker and the dog and Thomas and I run. And then in in, in the afternoons, I normally I play with the kids and Thomas do uh, office work again. And then in the evening, Thomas often go go for his second training to go for roller skiing or strength training or she egg or so yes and this is our daily routine and then in the evening i am very tired <laughs> that everything is yeah and then the housework there is also housework uh, cooking uh, especially healthy cooking so that uh, thomas has uh, enough power to train and uh, to perform good
0: and then what about the winter? You kind of talked about a little bit that you don't have a chance to go to all these places. And then, yeah. of course, your team and Thomas will be out there. That's got to be kind of tough, you know, when he leaves the house and goes to these places and, and you have yeah. to...
1: Uh... We have a good, we have a good uh, solution that uh, our our sons, uh, our really great sons, of course, and uh, for for our the, the little one doesn't know this, but for for our great son, it's uh, when 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 Papa uh, goes away, he is really excited. Then we look uh, on on Sunday when Thomas has a race. While we do breakfast, we have uh, the laptop and he classics play and and look the race where Thomas perform and. Our son is sitting in front of the computer and hey, ya puppy, hey, ya puppy. <laughs> this is, this is really nice. <laughs> and then in winter, when there is the snow in front of our house door, when Thomas then is in the finish, we go out and our, uh, our older son go on skis too. And I'm running or, or walking with the dog and the baby and he is on the, on the skis, uh, and uh, we'll do it like papa in the race so he will <laughs> he will race. become a
0: skier too
1: yeah maybe maybe
0: <laughs> so what other plans do you have for the future is this this it you know the skiing your company or do you or have you guys planned ahead like five years in five years time you know uh, that what, what's yeah, kind of we'll, the future what the, what does the future hold for you guys
1: yeah, of course, our company should grow and for our company, Ausdauer Netzwerk, um, skiing is also and long distance, especially long distance skiing is also a very important point because if some of our team members are also have a training plan from my husband Thomas. And uh, so this is, this is, uh, works together well. And, uh, for our team, I plan for the future, I, I, I would like to to see more more young, more young people from from the German-speaking regions in our team, and to to push them and to help them to to get in this into this long-distance skiing world. And Thomas has a lot of experience from his last years in the long-distance skiing scene, and he can give this experience to this to this young athletes and so this would be my wish for the team that that we can all together increase this uh, the 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 standing from long distance skiing in the german speaking region
0: to basically increase the awareness of long distance skiing, yes, promote yes. long distance skiing. How is yes. it in your country right now? How is skiing uh, cross country yeah. skiing in general and long distance skiing?
1: Uh, sadly, not uh, not so so good uh, because I think uh, the, the, in the the normal cross country skiing is uh, getting more public. Uh, they they perform really good the the german national team perform really good for for example in social media to to show the people how a cross country skier's life uh, is they have a lot of things in the training camps and and so on and we want to do something same for long distance skiing to get more, to increase awareness in in Germany and in Switzerland and in in Austria, and so one point could be to have more more uh, TV or uh, internet streaming possibilities from the races. This was in the last year not not so good maybe in the next in the next season and then this in the following seasons this would be great for their awareness in germany and in this german speaking regions
0: so if that's kind of a grand goal of of you and your team yeah, uh, but yeah. what, what what dreams do you have personally what or do you or your life is so perfect you don't dream anymore
1: <laughs> yeah i think everybody dreams <laughs> uh, yeah as a for uh, for from, from me personal, of course, uh, the the big uh, the biggest dream or the biggest wish is for for my sons to get uh, a great life in the future, and uh, it, it would be great when when they uh, share the our passion for sports and for cross country skiing or other endurance sports but uh, we don't took pressure on them it would be great when when they have their motivation from from themselves to to do sports because i think when when we are together with, as a family outside it is it is really nice and i think um, to train and and to do sports it's good for a person also for for the personality for, for the person. This is my my wish and my dream for our sons. Then my, my wish for, for Thomas is that he can do cross-country skiing as long as he lives <laughs> and <laughs> that he can train as, as long as he wants. And I think he wants to train uh, when he is 80 or 90 years old. <laughs> and uh, yes, the wish for the team, for, for, the, for my team is that they perform every year and every race much more better and be satisfied by themselves. And yeah, the the wish for for myself is that I can also train and have everything to to train the team, that our Ausdauer network, the the boys, and yes, to 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 live a a an active and healthy life here in the bavarian forest
0: <laughs> so then what would be the three most important things for you in life
1: yeah of course my family also my husband and my sons then also i need sport when i when i i can't do sport i'm uh, I'm not uh, so so good for for the persons around me. <laughs> I I need I need sport and yes, my family and sport and also that our our company grow more and more that uh, that we can do this so so like we do it now in the future.
0: And as a last question, since you guys uh, loved Baselopet so much. Uh, let's take a crystal ball and see, uh, or actually, you will take a crystal ball and tell me <laughs> who is going to be, the, who are the winners, who is going to win uh, Vasilopet next year, both uh, uh, the the men's and the women's uh, race.
1: Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, mm, on the first, we first we talk about the women's side. Um, I I'm I'm a big fan of Britta, so I I wish uh, that Britta will perform well next season in Vasaloppet. I I wish her the victory in Vasaloppet again. And on the yes, on the on the uh, men's side, maybe a German uh, surprise. <laughs> Ah, but, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, maybe a German surprise, but I I can't talk about this at the moment. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll follow some news in the next weeks.
0: <laughs> ah, that's interesting. A German winner on the men's side and a, and a comeback or return for Britta Johansson. <laughs> Uh, yep. uh, no so before I let you go, so now you have a chance to pitch uh, Long Distance Skiing to the audience because you said you want to promote it to, to a, a German speaking audience, what would you tell them? How would you attract or persuade
1: yep. uh, the audience
0: to step into I this can- world?
1: Yeah, I think cross-country skiing is is for the best sport for the whole body because, as I as we talked before, you can do so much training possibilities. Not only the same, and you have not the the risk the, the risk of an insurance because you can do so much varieties of of training. And I think what's also one of the biggest goals from biggest points for cross country skiing you can do it with every age as i as i said before our son lost last winter with is uh, 4 years as he then first on skis with 3 years with 3 or 4 years he is on on cross country skis and last season thomas and i were together with him on on skis and also thomas father with 70 years so three generation on skis outside in beautiful nature in the silent i think No sport has this and no sport is better than this. And also, as I said before, in the summer months or in spring or autumn, you have so much possibilities for training. And so cross-country skiing is the best sport in the world.
0: That is a great sales pitch. Thank you very much, Sabine. (laughs) Thank you for the... For the interview Uh, thank you for being part of this podcast and you really uh, sound and seem to be a positive person and really happy about and passionate about cross-country skiing like we all are so thank you very much for uh, being part of this and also uh, good luck to you your team and your husband thomas uh, come the uh, next season
1: yes thank you thank you very much timo and uh, thanks again for inviting me to the podcast
0: And you people out there listening, uh, remember you can always send us emails, your ideas, comments, requests, uh, whatever you have in your mind. And that email address is podcast at wsportsmedia.com. Once again, podcast at wsportsmedia.com. For now, I thank you for being part of this. And once again, and stick around, stay tuned for more episodes to come. Bye-bye. This podcast is a W Sports Media production.